welcome to Grid Talks, your weekly RC podcast, with your hosts Russell Lee and Chris Bowden, bringing you the latest RC news and interviews from around the world. Sit back and enjoy as we talk RC cars. Hello and welcome to Grid Talk, your weekly RC racing podcast with your hosts, myself, Russell Lee and the fabulous Chris Bowden. How you doing, Chris? I'm all right, mate. Not bad yourself? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Guys, before we get going, let's just say a massive thank you to our sponsors, CMO Distribution and Schumacher Racing, the people that keep us on air every week and keep us in tyres and RC products. You name it, they do it. And of course, you guys, the listeners, guys, thank you for your support over the last three or four weeks. You've been epic. It's really shown in the listening figures and in the sharing figures. Uh, we really appreciate you guys doing your bit for us while we do, while we're trying to do our bit for RC and the RC racing and getting the word out there. Um, it's it's wonderful, and I just want to say thank you. And everyone that's liked and shared so far is already in the hat for the Christmas draw so we're looking for that that should be a good one Chris on the 23rd of December we'll be recording that and I'm going to make that one live on Christmas morning so when the world is ending everyone's at home on Christmas day they can stick their headphones on and they can listen to me and you chat rubbish and give nice stuff away how does that sound mate sounds amazing and obviously uh, we'll have our uh, secret guest on so that'll be interesting for people yeah. to find out who it is we'll have our secret christmas draw guest on who's been the same for the last three years well that was a different podcast though wasn't it so it might be a different yeah but it might be a different podcast but it's still pretty much the same I mean, you might it's still pretty much the same in it really it, yeah it's it's still the same in it really pretty much you know yeah apart from you're better looking than the last guy, I suppose. Well, younger, taller, more hair, better looking, skinnier, um, skinnier, Just and apparently, a... apparently from this week, so I've had no uh, RC racing. Quicker on Gran Turismo as well. Class, mate. Class. Yeah. Right. Uh, anyway, enough, enough of that. Let's um, let's. Should we go for a guest? I think we should. Yeah, straight, mate. straight in with it this week, mate. No messing. Um, no, well, there's I, no messing about with this guest, is there? No, definitely not. So I am going to delve into the Valley of Skype, and I'll see if I can find the Bish train, oh, Tony Bishop. So. so, did you manage to find him, Russ? I have, mate. Yes, and he's um, sitting patiently, waited in the wings. How you doing, Tony? I'm very well. What, Russ? How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, so obviously you got me on the line and you've got Chris Bowden. You've probably heard of him. Hey, he's, hey he's... Chris. How are you doing, Tony? You're right, mate. Yeah, not too bad. Not so too bad. Uh, how's lockdown been treating you then? Oh, all right. I had a month off work, a furloughed, and then it was back to work as normal. And then we were back racing. So it hasn't been that much different, to be honest. And this one, well... And this one, it's just, it's basically we haven't been racing. Work's been carrying on as normal. Yeah, same. Pretend the pretend lockdown. Yeah, uh, the, this one's been worse. I think the first day, first day of lockdown, this lockdown, I think the road, the traffic was busier going to work. That yes, day. it was. was it, we have. Uh, I haven't noticed anything this this time with it being any quieter. Yeah. I mean, because when um, sorry, listeners, we will get to RC in a bit. But like, during the first lockdown, I was um, I, I was called into work a couple of days. Um, and I was driving, doing doing driving runs that normally take three and a half hours. We're taking like two and a half. You know, I was yeah. up and down the country delivering stuff like you wouldn't believe, and with no no traffic at all. You know, 
anyway. Um, so I I hear that you've had a new truck. Yes. We uh, yeah. The storm came out in September. Yeah. Uh, strangely, it was announced the day after I announced that we were going to do a truck uh, truck round with uh, Fort Wheel Drive. Yeah. It was like no, it wasn't coincidental. I didn't know anything about the the the, uh, the date of the truck coming out, and then it it was an announced. But uh, yeah, we had a, a really good first round. We ended up having to cancel. Well, we postponed it because it rained the week before. Then we uh, raced the week after, and we had eighteen, I think it was. Yeah, it was uh, a good trucks, entry. Trucks at that one, and then the the one we ended up having to, we cancelled again because of rain, and then lockdown hit. Hit. We've got uh, eighteen for that as well. So it's yeah, it's been some serious interest in it. Cool. Uh, and, how many? Uh, how many of those with a new truck? Quite a few. Yeah. There was uh, Ben, uh, Matt Dodd. Uh, Rob Jones, Mark Ashforth had got a storm, and a few others had got, but there's quite a few associated and um, X rays there as well. Yeah. Cool. Go on, Chris, you say good something? No, I was going to say you had like your Martin Owens had um, oh, the, yeah. the oh, storm. How can I forget Martin and Joey? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Brian, Brian Preddy had the, uh, the, the, the TLR, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, it was it was a really good turnout, and it was a good day's racing in the uh, yeah absolutely yeah. torrential rain. Yeah, it was it wasn't really torrential. It was just it was that slimy. It just got to that stage where it was just really really slimy. If it had so rained more, we would have had more grip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a little slippy with the truck. So I was racing four wheel drive as well, and it was going from one extreme to another, having loads of grip with the four-wheel drive and then get drive, driving the truck. It was a bit of a shock. So, yeah. so how, did, how did you find the build of the truck then? Was it um, was it an easy build? Was it so similar to the, it, the two-wheel drive which untrue or Yeah, it, it's... Um, the the centre the part of the car is basically the, uh, the Cougar laydown. Yeah. So there's new bits on the rear... Rear end, and then there's obviously the longer wishbones, bigger shocks, bigger shock mounts, body mounts. But the the centre, well, the, the front bulkhead, through to the gearbox is all the same. Yeah, cool. So it, it went together like a dream, basically. Is your chassis on that um, truck the same as the chassis that comes with the the stock Cougalay yes. down? So it's, yes, it's the buggy it's, chassis. It is the buggy chassis. It's not the minus five mil which we run on the laydown. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's the one that you, comes in the kit. You don't have to buy. Yes. No, I haven't. Uh, I, I think some people have tried them, but uh, I haven't uh, felt the need. And I think it's yeah. marginal on wheelbase anyway. Yeah, because uh, what you said to me, it's uh, Telford that one day. Yeah, with the AE truck, we had to. Um, I tr- tested it with the the six point two chassis, didn't I? And it to get it down yeah. to the same length as yours. And it just made a night and day difference. I think that was the uh, the big change. Yeah. So what? But having that... driven trucks back in the in the nineties to then drive uh, one of these modern ones, it's uh, it was so it's just got so much steering, so much traction. T- takes every bump. Yeah. It's just and it's just f- so much fun. The first night we ran it, we were running the lot the. On the centre straight with the tabletop in the middle, we were running that as long as we could, and I was jumping off the tabletop and landing on the apex, <laughs> like you would with a four-wheel drive. 
and it yeah. was just taking it. They were awesome. I mean, last time I drove a truck before I had the, the AE one was uh, back in the days of the old Telford Hot Tracks. Yeah, and that's a long time ago. Yeah. So, with the, so what electrics have you gone for in the truck? Have you gone for the same same as the Cougar? Yeah, just, just a, well, seven and a half in it. So, uh, seven and a half hobby wing and uh, the um, the KO servos. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, gear ratio, exactly the same. Speedo settings, exactly the same. <laughs> so, <laughs> I could, if, if yeah, it's basically my spare two-wheel drive. So if I have any issues with the two uh, the two wheel drive at a meeting, I can just uh, take the electric straight out of it, <laughs> put them straight and, in. And because the the Schumacher's are on a radio plate, it is two yeah two screws, and okay. uh, out would come two you know, three screws on the motor, two screws on the uh, mo- uh, on the uh, radio plate, and it would just swap straight over. My class with that, mate. Yeah, they're basically just buggies with bigger wheels nowadays, isn't they? They are, yeah. Yeah, so it's the so, fun class. So, did you ex- did you expect this explosion of trucks coming back through again with at your meetings specifically? Uh, well, when I you opened booking of, in, when I booked, we opened booking in. I was ex- expecting. I was like, uh, I'd spoken to Chris and uh, Neil Saunders. I'd spoken to Dan Hopkins. Uh, I'd I'd messaged uh, uh, Joey and Martin about uh, coming up to do it so I've given a few people a, a, a poke and uh, but the the amount of entries we, I think at one if we had run the week before as planned we'd have been mid-20s with it yeah with uh, a few of us who, who obviously couldn't uh, make the week after which was a shame but uh, yeah like to have 18 uh, for that one was great and I think it's when the weather's a bit better, I think uh, it's, you could easily get 30 at a club meeting yeah. for it. So when they, uh, when um, next year, well, if and when the, the, the Nationals are about with the Chuck Nationals, um, they should hopefully, uh, we should get some decent amount of entries at those. Well, yeah, because we're going which... to do the Chuck Regionals as well, aren't we? Um, yeah. Four-wheel drive, we're going to be four-wheel driving trucks at the Regionals. Yeah, well, we got uh, over ten. Well, between short course and um, uh, stadiums, we'd got ten uh, for back in uh, for the back in April. So yeah. with a, f- a few, and uh, there was a few yeah surprise entries who'd got trucks at, uh, at our meeting. So fingers crossed. Yeah, Next think... year we could have a, a two two full heats or something like that. Yeah, and I think hopefully by then we'll have a, a bit of a handle on what tyres work at what tracks and you know we will be uh, more in a position to have a competitive series rather than yeah. just a tyre war <laughs> yes because mm. that can uh, that can get pricey that one can yeah and, uh, again the wear on the truck tyres it, it's it's noticeably not as much as you get on a buggy yeah and also as yeah. well it doesn't affect it as much does it when they do start to wear you do know yeah. it's gradual. It's not like it's that switch that we all talk about on a, on a dart, for example. Yeah, yeah. Like the, and the, I think the fronts will never wear out, even in yellow. Yeah, no. the yellow compound. You the, know, the, stag- the staggers yeah. on the front. It yeah. just don't look like they'll ever wear. 
I used to change them indoors every meeting, and you just didn't need to. But you know, but you just be imagining that the, the new ones would just be faster, you know, or safer. Yeah, I think the only time they're really wear is you know the um, the mini spike. Yeah. On some of the lower traction tracks, when you really, you know, you can really give it some, and it's not bitey. Um, and they're spinning up on the Astra. I think that's the only time they really wear. Yeah, um, center out of it all. Yeah, but we're all running these V2s now, aren't we? So they've got like a like a V-shaped groove down the middle, which obviously you don't wear those out as quick. Yeah. Yeah, I've got pin, uh, pins for the when I first uh, first tried it, and uh, they were showing wear, but the grip didn't really seem to drop on them. Yeah. To start with, so. So are you running? Because we've out. You noticed you've opened a a meeting for Telford. Yes. Um, this week, haven't you? Um, yeah. On the Sunday. So are you running truck on the Sunday? I will be running whichever heat I can fit myself into. Oh, you've got that right. many people booking in. Well, we haven't. Obviously, uh, entries will open tomorrow. I was yeah. nearly open to it. There would have been tonight, but I thought don't really want my phone pinging all the way through this yeah i don't think russ, russ and chris would not be impressed to hear a ping every five, uh, every two <laughs> minutes when i've got an entry so uh, entries will open tomorrow at uh, half seven um don't really know what kind of it whether will be full oversubscribed or what I've, i think it'll just be we'll see how we were how we will be uh, tomorrow about eight o'clock when yeah. the, when they've just got inundated yeah so, the big question is, um, will you be allowing braces from tier three? In? We are. As per the, the new guidance, which was released by the BRCA yesterday, we can allow tier three drivers to race. Are you going to make them wear, wear a big yellow star and make them pit on their own in the corner? I was tempted because you got to, we've got two halves to our field. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was asking for, you know. Could go around putting big red crosses on the front of their uh, pit tents. <laughs> yeah. But as long as everyone's sensible and do what they're supposed to do, well, we should be all safe. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, I didn't come, I didn't race outside much. But um, when I raced indoors at Midlands for that, like that, a couple of weeks before this lockdown, everyone was was being extremely sensible, you know, with, with the masks and you know, and social distances as much as you can, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have my weekly rant now because not one case of COVID has been announced on the track and trace from any of the rc car tracks that we go to so what we're doing is working yeah i went up to the supermarket the other day and within three steps inside the door i'd been shouldered by about six people Mm. yet you don't you know they're not shutting them down i go no that's a tier three supermarket so all we want to do is race toy cars you know that's it and we're as safe as anybody yeah, but with the forecast on the, uh, over the weekend, I think everyone will be wearing their masks to keep their faces warm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've got to go and see. I've got to go up the shop and get a, a transmitter muff. Yeah, I'll go and dig mine out as well from some. Because uh, it is reason uh, we have been racing on Saturdays since uh, we well we came back in July, mostly because I was going to give people the opportunity if they want to race with us on a Saturday and they could go and race somewhere else on a Sunday. So this will be the first Sunday we've raced since March, officially. So uh, it might be a little bit di- uh, feel a bit different, but uh, when I looked at the forecast, well, Monday, mm. Saturday was going to be two degrees and raining. 
And I think that sounds like snow when you're on top of that hill at Telford. So we'll go for Sunday. But uh, Saturday seems to have dried out as well. So fingers crossed we might get some dry running on the Sunday, even if it'd be cold. To be fair, Tom, two degrees and rain is nothing that we weren't used to on the Tuesday nights. <laughs> yeah, that last, that last Tuesday when I got in the car and it was three degrees. Yeah. And uh, it was it like there was that much water on the track. It was like we'd had a serious uh, rainstorm and there was no not a cloud in the sky. The amount of dew had come down that, uh, that night. Yeah, it was Russ's idea of hell. <laughs> yeah. What, what's my idea of hell? Racing outside? No, Tuesday, the last Tuesday night we raced at Telford, it was pitch black, howling with wind, um, near horizontal rain, <laughs> yet we all just carried on. <laughs> no, that was the one before, that was the one before, not the last the one. one before? Was, yeah, the, the last one, it was, a, it, was a, it was a nice, it was clear, clear skies, and it just got wetter and wetter with the dew coming down, and when oh, we got in, the car, yeah. got in the car, it was just, it just above three degrees. When yeah. I got in the car, but we've all was... carried on. Oh yeah, it was all, all, oh, everyone was happy and uh, running around. Yeah. All we needed was a good bonfire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so obviously, Tony. Well, obviously to me and, and Chris, you're the the West the West Midlands regional rep. Have I said that right? West Midlands is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Midwest. you're yeah Midwest. That's what I was after. Sorry. Yeah, the Midwest um, region leader. Uh, Oh, but you've had an easy year of it this year, haven't you? Oh yes. <laughs> so, so obviously I took all the entries uh, with uh, the help of Stuart Wyman back in January, February time, and uh, I remember I mess- uh, we'd sent that email out, and you'd uh, we'd got over a hundred entries, and I'd put, put what classes, uh, what cars I'd got, and what uh, license grades, and all that stuff, and then. Middle of March, I sensed there was something coming, and uh, I'd been uh, chatting to Paul Worsley, and uh, that that last weekend in March was probably one of the difficult decisions to make. To say we think we just need to cancel these there and then, yeah. and in in the end, it turned out to be the right decision because, like a week later, we were all in the lockdown. Yeah. So since then, it's basically been uh, concentrating on the on the on the mod, on Telford and we're just we're just waiting to, now to see from the uh, from the nationals when we get the go ahead really there because all the regional series will f- as such will follow the national series so yes yeah, so do you think the nationals will roll over for venues again that is what was uh, discussed back in April that uh, all the all the venues who had them were given them in 2020 would have uh, t- uh, first choice in 2021. Yeah. So last time I spoke to Paul was back in September when he was uh, talking about what he was thinking for 2021, and with all the venues being chosen, uh, we have got the option just to sit tight a little bit. Yeah. So anybody's probably thinking oh we would have heard about national dates by now norm- in a normal year you you might not hear anything till February and we could be racing in, in uh, April yeah um, obviously but, as well numbers is what could be another thing I suppose yeah um, it it will, yeah yes um, 
definitely like venues with i would say every national venue can easily get 10 on the rostrum and have a normal meeting around the track it is the pitting area which to make sure we've got social distancing yeah like telford we would probably have to speak to our uh, landowner very very nicely and ask if we could have a bit more field well well the field the, the field which is split next to us into horse paddocks maybe a few of those to get people yeah. in safely uh but it will depend on venue to venue what we what we can do and also what measures are in place because you can't really start a series with a, a, say x amount of drivers and then increase it or decrease it during the year if depending on uh, how, how the what the rate of infection is at that yeah, time yeah yeah oh, okay. and with the good news of uh, a vaccine in place that's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel but it's not going to be a, f- a five minute job to get everyone to get yeah. vaccines out to everyone yeah no so if that you know the next year's regional series tone are yeah. we giving priority to the people that were booked in for each event this year like the nationals are planning to roll over the the entry lists or is it a case of just booking as as you would a normal year um it'll probably well i haven't really haven't considered it <laughs> um i've got all i've got the entry list from the from la- this year so it, it could be a, a possibility uh again would would at, but at the time at the time we will need to discuss uh, like a, an agm of some description uh what we can do moving forward and yeah what venues can run, what venues can, t- what entries they can take. But with trouble is with a, a regional series, you can't, a national series, you can dictate um, if you had 60 entries, you would pick the 60 entries from the top the year before. Yeah. Uh, regionals, you can't really do that, even though we have got a championship to go on, but people who are F5s, need to be racing at those meetings to be you don't want to be elitist at a regional event nah that, oh I'm, yeah yes what you mean yeah and the problem is with the midwest because we are well supported we're going to be oversubscribed where other regions might be okay and haven't got a problem so there is going to be a minefield we got to uh, navigate through to get regional racing and national racing back going in 2021 now if the uh, the vaccine comes comes as promised we could well be by easter in a situation we it'd be some kind of normality but it's going to be yeah because Bor- by month by month yeah. really i had a quick listen today and boris was saying that the vaccine you have to have it twice so you have, have, have one shot and then three weeks later you've got to go back and have another shot so yeah. he said that's what he was saying the vaccine rollout is going to take quite a, a while anyway because yeah. obviously they want to do the um, national health service and old people and, and super super at risk people first and then it's going to filter into the rest of the mortals whatever so that's why he's saying yeah, it's, going to, it's going to be such a long process because every person is going to take four weeks for them to be fully vaccinated anyway yeah and also, uh, which I, fa- I found out, my mum's in a nursing home at the moment, so I get to see her on a video call once a week. Yeah. Uh, but uh, 
she's been every time the last month she goes can you find out if i'm getting my flu vaccine the flu vaccine uh, am i gonna get my flu vaccine and i said um well i think you can't if you have the flu vaccine you can't get the covid vaccine so yeah as well so if you've had uh, had the flu vaccine i think you've got to wait a certain amount of time to get the the, the covid vaccine because oh. i think it's yeah it um, generates i might be wrong again yeah. You hear so many different things. That's weird, man. So, um, what well, the, the the nationals actually leads me on to a question about um, tyres. Have you seen that Schumacher have launched this new Mezzo tyre today? Yes, I have mm. seen that. The new they I got a press uh, email press release from Schumacher about yeah. two o'clock this afternoon. Yeah, well, and go on, sorry. Yeah, yeah, and I've seen on on the Schumacher group of going. Has anybody tried this mezzo tire? I went. What? What? What's, what's this? So uh, it only came out today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So basically, mezzo um, is middle in Italian. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Um, and the, the makeup of the tire is is mega mega interesting. Um, I was talking to Trish this afternoon about it. And he was telling me it was a mix of carcass design, so I think it's going to be like a little bit thinner or a little bit thicker. And it says there's three different lengths of pins on the tyre. So the outside, two rows of darts, and then you've got a single row of mini spikes, and then you've got this um, mezzo one, which is longer. So basically the darts are short, the mini spikes middle, and then the mezzo one is longer. So you've got three different lengths of spikes on there as well. So it's quite oh, interesting. Can, can you imagine being the bloke in the factory who's got to sit there and board off a tire and stick all these dots on it so they can go <laughs> so they can go out and run it? Because that's what they, that's what he does. Did you know? I don't know if you know that. We spoke to Trish before. He literally yeah. sits there and glues more glue spikes onto a tire where he thinks they're right, and he goes goes off and tries them. Good grief! Yeah. What glue are they using? I don't know. Uh, surely, surely, just a sign. I would just go. I tell you, I tell you what, mate. If you'd be surprised, uh, uh, some of the tyres that I've ripped at Midlands and glued back together, and 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 they're still good. Like three three runs later, or sorry, three meetings later, because I use them for practice. You'd be amazed how strong the glue is. Yeah, well, the cyanide uh, glue and silver darts are awesome puncture repair kits. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've done an airbed at a national. Um, going back four or five years ago and it's still it, the airbed pumps up every time we go camping it's fine and then the, when we had lockdown this time we got a paddling pool in the back garden and it occasionally it's, it was a cheap one off Amazon and it would punch you quite easy yeah and uh, you'd blow it up get as high okay it would go down I say enough like going What's, why is it doing that and then I blew it up and then I'm going round doing like a a bicycle inner tube but in reverse like yeah. trying to get the water to see where the bubbles were and then find the hole get a, an old sil- silver dart cut it into shape get the uh, tyre glue on it stick it on so absolutely fine was that something you came up with yourself or did someone give you the idea I know I, th- I think it, just, it was uh, again at a national I'd got something and it's just like just use that yeah it just it's uh, as long as I think the yellow isn't stretchy enough. I haven't tried it with yellow. I tried it with a, a silver dark just because <laughs> I'd got a, ball, uh, a one that was worn out in the tyre box. Brilliant. But, uh, but yeah, absolutely, yeah. It hasn't, it hasn't failed yet. <laughs> so so this... Schumacher are missing a, a market opportunity there, aren't they? Yeah. 
So, yeah. so, th- so this mezzo tire is supposed to be ultimately uh, from the advertising bump I read. This is what this is what Trish said from the advertising bump. It's ultimately not going to be as fast as a dart, but it's going to last longer. Yeah. So, um, I don't, obviously we don't know how long how long is longer. Twice as long, three times as long. You don't know. It's just going to be yeah. a longer a longer wearing tire. So, my question would be. If it was going to be used in a region, whether it was ever a region, because at the moment we use darts and I think pro lines yes. and ballistics, for example, yeah. if that tyre was to be added, does it go on the compound or does it go on? Do you have to vote or, or, or how does it work? For, I mean, not just just as is it, I'm just saying, there's our region, just as a a question to ask, really. Yeah. So in our region, we've had three nominated tyres, probably from. 2010 yeah and we've always tried to nominate three different manufacturers so there's always been a schumacher there's always been a ballistic and then there's been um even the fast track tire we've got obviously now the pro lines uh we had the grp tires we've also had the i want to say durango but they're not durango tires d boots d boots that's it we had those they in, were brilliant in the past. they were absolutely brilliant so we've always gone that so it will be if a club came and nom- said these really worked really well here we think we would want to do uh, we would want to nominate those we would look at it at that kind of kind of way we don't really want to get to the point of having to have four different tires yeah but again it would go to a decision by the clubs at at, uh, at the AGM I mean, so, I so think the thing the, is... Sorry, would the club... Go on, Chris, go on, sorry. No, I think the thing is, with these tyres, if they're supposed to not be as fast as a dart, yet they last longer, you're going to have the age-old problem with us racers, aren't you? If a dart's faster, I'm going to put a dart on. So, so I don't think you could have both as a control tyre, no, could you? You'd have to take no. a dart off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it'd be either or. Yeah. It was like when we had, we obviously had the mini spikes and then went to the darts. Yeah. It yeah. was it was kind of you, now the last couple of years at nationals, clubs have nominated a dart and a mini spike, mostly because the ballistic doesn't work at that uh, venue. Yeah. In the in the past, so it, at a national level, the clubs nominate their tyres to the committee, and then the committee will ultimately decide whether this is a sensible decision uh, and try not to have if you had one venue who nominated a a random tyre we'd probably steer them back to a normal tyre just so you're not buying say 20 pairs of tyres for a weekend at a national and it rains and you don't use them and then you never use them again so that's the thought process at national level. Um, like I said, regional level, we've just come up with, between the, the the clubs, have decided on we'll we'll run these these tyres because like back in back before we had nominated tyres, you would be you'd carry the same amount of tyres you do now, but they'll be all different and different uh, manufacturers, different compounds. Yeah, well, Paul Worsley was telling spikes. us back in the day he used to carry thousands of pounds worth of tyres around because you never knew. Because there was no yeah. rules. 
Yeah, so no, I think that's that's something we've got to try and avoid with the truck series, isn't it? Yeah. Because I mean, there are what J Concepts make five different truck tyres. Schumacher now make about twenty-five. Proline <laughs> make about twenty-five as well. And then you've got any other manufacturer, odd manufacturers, you know. I mean, raw speed. I, I heard of looking at sort of trying to maybe start in the, the yeah. European market. I mean, I love that. I love that guy's stuff. Um, so yeah. You could potentially have what sixty different tread patterns of tyres. Yeah. In and I mean, Christ Proline, they make them in about twelve different compounds each, don't they? Yeah. And then you don't want to just be carrying one of each tyre because if it wears out halfway through and you've got to run your final, you you're scuppered. Yeah. Exactly. So you de- yeah, it's it is an age-old problem. You can't. You can't please everyone all of the time, when you, especially when it comes to tyres. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, um, so you, let's put my teeth back in. So they haven't even sent you a pe- set to try at your track, mate. Well, I, I thought you were special, got, man. <laughs> I've ordered some today. I've got uh, some silvers coming yeah. to, to uh, try. Sweet. So you all set. So. It, you're set for the, I'll say the, the next meeting when you have me an open booking in yet. But are, are you all ready yeah. and the tracks all ready to go? Uh, haven't been up there since uh, lockdown, so okay. I'll be going up there Saturday uh, Saturday afternoon just to check that it's all there. I'll probably because uh, the trouble is it's now dark from even if uh, getting home from work. Yeah, we're leaving work now in the dark, so it's going to be a case of Saturday morning. Oh, we've obviously opened uh, practice now, so we had the first drivers up there today. I haven't heard that the rostrums fell over, or, yeah. <laughs> or, or the tracks then so yeah. it, it should be all all safe and sound up there. So we'll get up there Saturday morning. We'll just alter the track. It's Saturday afternoon. We'll alter the track and uh, ready for Sunday. Perfect. Chris was telling me that you've got um, a vintage car now. Yeah, I've got, I've got a few. I've got a few. Sorry, so, I mean you said you were running you were running one recently when he saw you at Telford. Yes, uh, well we obviously with the two wheel drive we were doing a, a vintage rear motor class with that. Yeah. So for the first one, uh, I bought myself a Pro Cat during lockdown. Yeah. Uh, I had a Pro Cat back nineteen ninety. So got Chris Yardy to uh, I sent him some photos of the car from nineteen ninety. And uh, he, he did a, a replica shell of that. Awesome. So, uh, I, so I ran a, a pro cat at the first one. Just all it had was a ten and a half in it, so it wasn't the, qu- the quickest down the straight. But it's amazing how big a pinion you can get on it. Yeah. And uh, I nicked the spur gear off my uh, Cougar laydown, so uh, to uh, get a smaller spur on it. I've ended up, I think, started the day on twenty three ninety eighty nine. Yeah. And I ended up on a twenty nine eighty. So it was quick. Uh, so it was quick then. <laughs> no, it still it wasn't that much quicker, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> but uh, it was yeah, it was so much fun round the corners. It, to be fair, if I think it had been any quicker, it wouldn't have coped. Yeah. It was getting getting to the edge. The end of the straight was getting a bit hairy with it before uh, with uh, when it was at that speed. But round the corners, it was just brilliant, and it was a nice warm sunny day. Uh, ran one set of mini spikes on the back of it, cut staggers on the front. Uh, yeah, the four-wheel drive cut staggers on the front. Yeah. 
And then uh, for the second one, uh, again, I picked up a car I always wanted, which was a lossy double X. Oh, okay. Uh, so I picked up one of those uh, secondhand and uh, decided to run that and uh, ran that round on the Tuesday. I thought, I'll do this one as, uh, as two-wheel drive because it looked like it was going to be wet and pretty well. If I had run a four-wheel drive, it had been, I'd been a lap, lap, lap ahead of them just because it was a four-wheel drive. Yeah. So I run this two-wheel drive, uh, put it down on the track with the tyres off a, well, I think I would have run them in two, uh, about around the year 2000. Yeah. <laughs> off when I was running a triple X, so there were blue mini spikes, put it down and it was a, a wet Tuesday night. I thought, this is really, really good. And then uh, went over the centre center tabletop, landed a little bit funny, and I went, yeah, that front end is now not attached to the back and just snapped the ball head in half. <laughs> oh, man, it's supposed to be hard to find so, with all those. <laughs> yeah, so I went on, to, uh, went on to eBay. Well, I messaged John Kedge, going, you haven't got a ball head? He goes, yeah, yeah, I've got one. But he said, uh, they do do 3D printed ones on eBay. Went on, uh, went on there, ordered one, came, um, said it was going to come next the week after and I went okay at least I'm going to get one I'll get one borrow one off John and uh, I'll have one to put on after yeah came the next day strangely were penguin RC sticker inside it and it was Steve Haskins and Mixon <laughs> no way <laughs> I didn't even spot it was it was penguin RC I'd ordered it off so Brilliant. that came the next day so it was built up and that there again that's yeah, I mean anything you want lossy like that give our mate Freddie a ring he has got yeah yeah. Absolutely. I remember, full of I remember Lee Mantle broke his. Um, he had a lossy. He was a vintage running, and he broke it bulkhead, and he had to get one from America. Yeah, because you can't get him. You couldn't. You couldn't get one in the UK. So, so what's your favourite car then, Tony, of all time that you've ever owned, whether you still got it now or not? Um, I would have to say the Predator P8. Yeah. With my uh, my favourite car, I've had some good ones. There's Yokomo YZ10, uh, which I ran in '97. That was really good. Um, the Pro Cat was really good, which I had back in the early '90s. Yeah, which I really like. But the the Predator P8, um, it which, was just an immense car. Which one was that? That, that one with the lay down. That one with the lay down shocks. Yeah, the lay down shocks. Yeah. So how did you? So, um... Yeah. What? How did you? Were you running for tenth tech at that time? Well, I did, I was, I was kind of independent at the time, and then uh, bought one second hand just to try it. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this is good. This is good. So yeah, that would have been two thousand two, and then two thousand and three again, completely independent from uh, uh, tenth technology at that time. Um. We did, uh, I did the national series, and I made uh, out six with it uh, that year. I did made two A's and four B's with it. Cool. So Not then we got, going. yeah, was then that... we got a drive with uh, T Tech prior to the X10 coming out. So did you buy that car second hand, or was it a new one? Yeah, it was second hand. And, and had it done any good in the other person's hands before it got to you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It was a friend of Russell Williams who had bought it off, and Russell was running for T Tech at that time. And he, I think, it, one of his his mates was selling it, well, so it was in pretty good nick. But uh, you wouldn't want to try and buy one second hand now. Uh, no, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I keep. I have got that car, and it is. It's 
it probably will never see the light of day because uh, unless I can get some uh, a part for the front transmissions broken on it, yeah, which I didn't realise it was obviously I must have been broken when the last time I ran it, but uh, just prior to lockdown, I'd we'd been going through the to the garage. And I said, I really need to do this. So I, I, I messaged Chris Yardy. It must have been early January. And said, you fancy uh, a, a little project when, you, when you're not doing anything. And I gave it to him and he, he cleaned it all up. We put a brand new, sh- it, I gave him a brand new chassis to put on it uh, as well. So it's, it's a brand new chassis on the car. But when he gave it me back, he said, uh, probably if you try to run it, it, the front transmission would fail pretty quick. Yeah. So it's just a shelf at the moment. Yeah, it's it's a shelf one. Well, it's, it's in there. I've uh, got in the in the loft uh, again during lockdown. But uh, built some shelves up in the roof trusses, and then got some plastic boxes. So they're all in a sealed plastic box up there, <laughs> so they don't go rusty or anything like that. So there's no, they don't get damp up there. So what was your um... It, during the nationals, or historically th- through the years, what, yeah. was, what was your best ever results in the nationals? Uh, fifth at Bury St Edmunds in two thousand and three. Yeah, uh, and I also made an eight at Kidderminster. Well, your we first day at Kidderminster uh, in two thousand and three. Then and then made well, I've made three A finals because I made one at uh, Eden Park. I think it's 2016 or 2015, something like that, yeah. which was the last one I made. Cool. cool. And you were also um, the, the the UK Micro National in the last real season. Yes. Well, yeah, we did two seasons after that, but uh, yeah, yeah. But that was the last. That was the, that was the one that year on it. That was the busiest yeah. one that year. Oh yeah, yeah. That was the, that was the proper one. Yeah. Proper one. I would. I'd, I don't think any other national series could ever boast of having four drivers going for the championship on the last round. Yeah, it was crazy. And, yeah. yeah. So who were the other three drivers then? Because um, Phil Slay won the first year, didn't he? It was Phil Slay, oh. Andy, not Andy Fun, Phil Slay, Andy Jones, and Craig Harris, and Craig Harris. Yeah. And it was really good. Yeah, it was some great racing that year between the uh, four four of us and. It would be Rob West in there, Mark Hancock, me as well. Um, yes, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but, I mean, but there was also some good, uh, good nights out as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the it's really. I mean, the year after was um was a decent year, but when the battery yeah. law um, changed for harder cases. Everyone says that was the end end of micros, but I think people were looking for an excuse to kind of knock it on the end anyway, then, weren't they? Yeah. Well, I think it with micros, uh, back when they started, so it was like 2006, I think they've... I started doing them in 2007, so 2005, 2006. There wasn't that many indoor venues capable yeah. of running 10th cars. Like, like even Dudley weren't running back then. Workshop didn't uh, run indoors. So... Micros in a little little small hall like Caldicott. Uh, Hereford was probably the exception at Lemster with the size of their hall, but micros were absolutely brilliant and they're the right speed and then they genetically got faster. Yeah. And also, 10th caught up with indoor racing with yeah, the mid motor yeah. two wheel drives. Uh, the bushless and lipos were just getting better and better and better. So where people came from off-road 
uh, 10th off roads to race micros they it kind of went back but again the batteries didn't uh, didn't help uh, phil and andy and me will also admit the national venues we pit for the, the last year probably didn't help but we were kind of hamstrung as well with we couldn't have some of the venues the traditional venues we had yeah so it yeah there was a number of reasons why it, it kind of but the the batteries were a main contributor back then yeah with having to go to hard case and there wasn't there was probably two manufacturers actually made them yeah it was cra- it was crazy it was crazy it just died but i mean it's weird because for my- micros i saw so many old racers come back into it through micro yeah because that's because they'd seen how how crossbows in the big scheme of what we what we all spend racing cheap you know the cheaper side of it even though once you'd got this this the shit it wasn't actually that cheap um yeah but you know what i mean but it was um it, it, it was a great class and it wasn't too daunting as well i found I mean, yeah four of my mates came back to racing and only one of them's knocked it on the head adam you know but they all come back through yeah. micros but because i was talking to Ivan Charisma, um, and yes. he was saying that they had the, the GTB because the Charisma GTB was the car at the time, wasn't it? And the Schumacher yes. LC. He yeah. was saying that they had a GTB two ready to go. Yeah. Um, but they just there was no market for it. Yeah. And he didn't want to um, make a thousand kits or two thousand kits, and and I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. So, well, that's a shame. But LC have now released. I mean, they're calling it a micro, aren't they? But it's a slightly bigger one, isn't it? LC are random, man. They bring out some so random stuff like they did a one fourteen. They did a micro, but it was the same micro, the same length as a buggy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what was it? Yeah, well, if you, I don't know if you were racing micros when they were really small. No, like, I, I, I remember. So, um, I always used to look so, at pictures of them because they were like a like a B four, but tiny, weren't they? Rear motor and all, and all sorts. Yeah, so there was. We obviously started off with the RC eighteens, and then the FTX Blaze. So they they would probably fit not in the in the palm of your hand size. Yeah, but they were a lot smaller. And then they, the rules was uh, Chris Oxley set the rules so you basically up to the size of uh, the Mini Inferno, yeah. uh, the Kershaw one, yeah. which was a lot bigger what those cars were. So, And, of course, racers will be racers, and then the cars got bigger, so the LRP Shark came in with the, the longer wishbones. Yeah. And then I think it was a, the, I want to say Anderson Vendetta. No, the Dual Tracks Vendetta yeah. had got a longer chassis. So people were starting to bring those into that length and the wheelbase of the cars. Yeah. And then we 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 start we started experimenting with big big board shocks, and then the uh, the Charisma GT14 came out. Yeah. And the Lossy Mini 8, and then the LC followed on onto that, and then the the GTB, which yeah. was again I'm just an immense car to uh, to drive, even even to work on. Yeah. Um, you can change the rear belt in like five minutes. Yeah. Which I had to do at one of uh, the national. Uh, it was one of the nationals at Swansea. We fi- finished the last. I uh, finished the last round of qualifying with no drive on the thing, and Phil was going. Right, we're only ten minutes, and I've got the back of the car in bits. <laughs> Go, You're gonna have to wait, and it's like slap it in the way we went. They do some weird because they've got a. Uh, I've just pulled their website up now to have a look, and they've got like a 
a one fourteenth truggy kit. Yeah. And it's just like, how? But the, the wheel, I've never seen the tyres for that being sold anywhere. Mm. Um, but they've also done a, a four-wheel drive buggy now as well, competition buggy. Yeah. Weirdly, well, no yeah. copyright infringement called the LC10 B5. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, that logo, that ain't, they've just changed the L to, the R to an L. <laughs> That's all they've done. <laughs> that is all they've done. Brilliant. But the L, the, the LRP Shark came as a, a truggy and uh, had like a truck shell with big wheels yeah. on it. And then we had to uh, get uh, yeah get a wing mount off the F, FTX Blaze. The body shell would fit off an XTX Blaze to, uh, to convert them into buggies. Oh, so it was never, the, that never really started as a class. It was just you lot bodging it together to make a buggy. The, yeah, I, think, I would imagine they were mostly bodged together. Or they weren't. Comp- uh, the FTX Blaze was a, a a car, but you could buy that for like it was fifty five. It was like fifty odd quid ready to run, and then you could buy all the, the different the stronger bits for it. And then the the other LRP came in with, uh, but it was all made out of the same factory. They were all Andersons, so yeah. wherever Andersons were made, and then different co- companies. Uh, Red and Brenda's our own. Bended them out, so it, like CML would bring in the FTX. Um, I got the I got my LRP Shark off um, uh, Action Model Center in Torquay. Oh, Wim. Yeah, Wim. Wim I got it from yeah. down there. So it was all a bit cloak and dagger. Uh, me going to to my craze because I would spotted it in radio race car, seeing guys like Stu Harlow, uh, Wears, um, Keith. Were, uh, were there and a, f- a few of us and I thought and then we went they got a meeting at Ellesmere Port and again chatting to Andy, Andy Jones he said, and he said I've got one of these I'm going to race at it so I said oh I'll come up and have a, have a look and spent an hour up there and I was just nosing about what I needed to get yeah. and then o- ordered the uh, ordered the car and so uh, I think about a month beforehand it debuted and I, re- I run it round at Osher Street because obviously we hadn't even got a track at Telford at that point. Yeah. And I ran it round and it was like, well, this is actually quite good round there off-road track. <laughs> and we went down to Cardiff at the first uh, the first round and, uh, of course, seeded. It, and it was so nice going to a meeting that probably a handful of people actually knew who I was. Yeah. Like, it would be, it was like I was pitting with Craig Harris and Chris Long and I knew uh, uh, Steve Davis, Chris uh, bottle and a few other people but I was seeded in the second from uh, bottom heat and it was oh that was an education <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and qualified second from there yeah, I mean I got put I, I went to have a look at starting with the micros and um, I just got put off by everything because it was like okay so what are the competitive guys running in the sense of you know because I mean at the time I wasn't like and I still aren't I'm not like going to go and put it on pole in a national micro like you would have toned but um you know i could hold my own um but it was like what do you need well first you need this aluminium motor plate because that the motors get that hot otherwise you'll melt the plastic ones okay so that's 25 quid extra and then you need all four universal drive shafts all right okay and then you need the gear diff packs and it was like okay so you buy a car then you gotta buy another car afterwards well, like I said, yeah. it looks cheap to get you dragged in and then once you're there yeah, yeah. But again, with the when we was running the LRP sharks, um, it was a 
standard kit, and apart from you needed a body shell, a wing, uh, yeah, the wing mount, and then everything else was. I ran well with the first. I had an LRP Sphere Speedo. I'd got probably from the early two thousand. Put that in it. Uh, we was running brushed, uh, no brushed mo- yeah brushed motors. The first uh, the, the first meetings we were doing, and that was like a standard three eighty. It might be even smaller than the three eighty uh, size, but it was probably about a tenner for the motor. Batteries were like a ten pound a pack, and they were NIMS at the time i got a 12 uh, a servo from second hand servo from a 12 car but i think even the i think i'd got a 10th uh, servo in it to start with so it was like it was pretty well a cheap cheap one uh, yeah. so buy some touring car wheels and some rally blocks and then that kind of just then we went and the, the um novax cyclone not cyclone Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Their their brushless system for the micros, and that that was great. And I ran that motor for the best part of twelve months, and uh, then put, uh, gave it to Andy Jones at a meeting, who promptly blew it up, <laughs> as he does. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it was. It started off really cheap, and then it was. It didn't really get really. It was the last two years. It got. To the point yeah, where it, it got bought, more competitive. They bought brushless systems in as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never got a more brushless system. To be honest, I preferred the um, <laughs> um, the uncensored version, yeah. ironically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uncensored was a great. Yeah, because the the Novak was censored, so I just plugged that into a LRP Sphere Speedo, and uh, away that went. And then we, when we had the Charismas, we went back to censored. No sense less. Yeah. <coughs> and then, uh, yeah, I've got the Charisma uh, censored Speedo. But I don't think I ever run it. I think I'd got it at the, right at the end of the season, and we obviously we didn't carry on with it the year after. Yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah, because that was the last season, wasn't it? Really. Yeah. And we were we were running the the, the Hobby Wing Speedos. Which were the the thirty quid ones? Yeah, and we went to draw hundred oh. and then Ben Ben, what was his name? Ben. Yeah, Ben Crosgrove. Ben Crosgrove turns up with a hundred eighty quid LR, um, an XR ten. <laughs> yeah, which I run in my buggies now. Yeah. So, and we were yeah because they were like it went, sixty it amp went, what went. we were running, and yeah. suddenly going up to one hundred and sixty. It went crazy, didn't it, man? Yeah, it but crazy. hopefully there is interest in them. Night. Yeah. Well, we, uh, they ran. A, we had a heat the one night. At um, uh, Katie asked me about, can we run the micros round? I said, yeah, yeah. If you've got yeah. a heat, heat full, and uh, so they ran uh, mid September. Uh, yeah. They ran just to, just to give the batteries a, a, a cycle through. But again, the hard, they do go really. In the dark. Yes, <laughs> you, can't, you couldn't see them. You couldn't see where they'd have flipped off to. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay then, Tone. Um, coming up with the last questions for you now. If you could go racing this weekend, and it was the middle of summer, anywhere in the world where you've been before, where would you, where would you be racing? Tiverton uh, indoor venue. Okay. If they could race there, obviously they don't race there now, but probably where I'd, if possible. Aware of race before. 
what was good what was so good about there it was the surface it was uh, the, yeah the surface in there of uh, horse poo <laughs> what was it dirt? Uh, it was dirt. It was. It's a horse riding arena. So, oh, okay. It, it, yeah. So it was. It's changed over the years uh, when the it, from mud. But I think they. It's. What I heard Martin said uh, that they have got dirt back in there, but they went to the rubberized system. But uh, they held meetings in there from mid nineties to mid two thousand, and they obviously had the Euros in there, two thousand two. You raced at that Euros. I did. How did you get on? I have got a uh, one C final in four wheel drive. Class. I can't remember what I, where I was in two wheel drive, so it couldn't have been that well. But yeah, yeah I've got a nice, a nice, lovely trophy from that one. Am I right in thinking, Tom, that Tiverton um, did they have an on road track next yes, to still, the? Yes, it's still there. And it was like St- you pitted to you, the rostrum to that was kind of like hanging out the side of a barn type thing. Yes, it's it's under the roof of the barn. Yeah. That's I think that's still there, and the the off road track which they use now is backs onto it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've actually just pulled a picture up of it. Yeah, I remember it well now. It's actually an old picture. Um, yeah. And it was it used to be a multi surface off road track, didn't it? Yes. You had bits of astro, bits of bits of astro, mostly grass. It was. Yeah, yeah. We did a CMF. Oh god, that's gonna be. First time I went down on, and raced on that track, we did a CML championship meeting where they handed out stock motors and we were running, had to run Proline tyres. And it would have been, well, they were VM motor and it weren't B4s, it was B3s or B2s back in the day down there. Yeah. I remember going down there for a touring car meet. We were on holiday with my mum and dad. And they were like, there's a meet on. So I was like, yeah, well, you can drop me off and then you can go and do your whole trapes around the seaside thing. <laughs> and I just, yeah, drop me off right there. Leave me for the day, it's fine. Yeah. One other track, obviously, I've raced at and obviously can't go to anymore would have been the old grass track at uh, Brosley. I never went there. Where we, no, where we went to, where we used to race at Fatal from Other Car Club. Oh, yeah, you sent me pictures of that before, haven't you? With the, with yeah. Had like a wall of death hump kind of thing in the corner. Yeah, and yep. corkscrew and up, up up and down. That was it's still the, the best ever venue. I wish you could replicate it on AstroTurf. It'd be immense on AstroTurf with these cars nowadays. Yeah. But the, is, the straight wasn't flat. Is that flat. the one that you said you'd got a picture of me and Mike Warr at when we were like 11 or 12 years old still? Possibly. Possibly. I got photos from 1998 of uh, a radio race car I posted up on the, on our group back in lockdown. Yeah, it'll probably been around, probably been around there because I had the B3. Yeah, we were running yeah. B2s or B3s at that meeting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was on crutches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so Tony, you got any um, what are you, what are your plans for racing for next year? Um, COVID free, is it going to be regionals and nationals for you? And maybe some yeah, well, kid Telford, do you think? Or well, yeah, def- um, definitely we'll be doing something at Telford. Yeah, uh, truck nationals, pretty certain regionals. Uh, don't know about nationals because obviously we're getting married next year. Yeah. So and. Uh, this year was like, like probably we've got the venue sorted, we've got the cake sorted, but probably the two most important things things. But uh, there will be things we need to sort out next year. So 
nationals is probably going to not happen for me anyway next year. Yeah, but um, we'll look forward to our regionals. (laughs) You can stick the rings on the top of that pred, and I'll drive it down the aisle for you. <laughs> right, and so we've been going for nearly an hour now, mate. So we'll say yeah. thank you very much for your time. That's um, a problem. Before we let you go, do you want to say thank you to anyone, friends, family, or sponsors? Uh, sponsors, Schumacher family. Um, they've been great this uh, this year, even though we haven't been doing the racing as much. But saying that, I've done 30, 30 events at Telford this year, so I've, I've I've probably raced as much as everyone else. Um, yeah, Schumacher. Um, who else? There's going to be someone I forgot about. Uh, Chris Yardy for Demi Shells. He's again great. On he, a three-day turnaround for a truck. It is some some of them. Yes, it was pretty <laughs> much. Chris, I need a favour. Can you do this one quick? Normally, I just I give him to him and say, yeah, whenever, whenever, and they'll he'll probably message me within a week. Said, yeah, they're done. But the truck one, I said, I gave it gave it him on Saturday. I think he brought it up on the Tuesday night for me. But uh, yeah, and uh, my suffering of a half Sarah, <laughs> who's been, I've got to say, absolutely brilliant this year at uh, some at meetings at uh, Telford, because I probably would have not coped with having to take photos of their race results. Uh, so she's she's come up and she's she's sat in race control, mostly in the sunshine. To be fair to her, but. Uh, She's, uh, she had a, uh, the last one we was up there it was a bit chilly and she sat in race control I wish I could but if it, if it, it can't run the heater and that PA system we got <laughs> it killed it. the heater yeah. the PA the PA won't work with the heater or the yeah. heater just dies one but, of the uh, many upgrades yeah. in the in the pipeline yeah. for Telford and I turn a bigger generator <laughs> yeah or uh, we've been saying about going to a different timing system as well so that's something we need to look at and then uh, run live time and so people can just do it and then we just don't need to worry about a printer and paper yeah yeah that'd be cool. but, uh, but also yeah on the right thanking Sarah I need to thank uh, Laura Granger Mark's of a half for uh, again doing race control on occasions again taking photos of the race con- uh, of the race results and and everyone else at Telford just for, for where the track was after as we came out of the first bit of lockdown prior to us getting back up the, the month up there the amount of work and we we had to keep it quiet of how much we were doing and limited it to like it started off with two people at a time and we were staggering when we could go up there and and stuff so to get the track back to raceable for, for when we opened practice in june was uh, really good. Perfect, yeah. mate. Perfect. Right then, dude. Um, all I can yeah. say is thank you very much for coming on. Um, and I'll, obviously, we'll see you at the track soon. And um, yes, no doubt I'll see you on the internet. So yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll show. I'll see Chris on Sunday. You'll see me Sunday. I'll be the first one there um, because I'm eager and ready to go. <laughs> Great. <laughs> You'll have to hang up at your end, Tony. All right. Yes. No problem. Cheers, Cheers mate. All right. Cheers, mate. Right. See ya. And he's gone. There we go. Tony Bishop from Schumacher RC. Yeah, good to talk with Tony. I haven't, I haven't seen him for since this lockdown, actually. So uh, it's, yeah, been, it's a, been good. Been a while. Thanks for coming on, Tony. We appreciate it. Um, so 
I haven't been up to anything, and I bet you haven't been any, up to anything. So, but have you got anything coming up, Chris, you want to talk about? Well, seeing as I can actually go and play with toy cars again, I'm going to play toy cars at Telford on Sunday. Tony's already uh, obviously told you about it. They're, they're doing the meeting. They're allowing Tier 3. Um, yeah, so... What are you racing, two or four-wheel drive? Um, I was originally going to do two-wheel drive, but... Um, I had a message off uh, Brandon Young, um, and he wants to race his truck. And uh, I said to him, "Look, if you're racing truck and you want me to race truck, I'll, I'll swap classes so that we can have a, a ding dong." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go and kick his ass <laughs> because you know. Yeah. I couldn't do it before lockdown, so I'm hoping he's, he's rusty and discovered girls or something. Cool. Has no so, interest so, in it uh, anymore. I bet you haven't even got a prep. Have you, what, you just got to glue some tyres up. Yeah, well, that was the thing. If it was the wet car, I was probably going to have to actually do some eff- put some effort in and do a bit of prep. But the truck is ready to go. I've literally just got to throw a body shell on it and run it. So, yeah, I'll probably just... I don't even think I've got to glue tyres up. I think I've got enough sets ready. Nice. So you would be laughing there, mate. I've just got to pre-charge the batteries. That's it. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, nothing for me. I, I, I originally planned to go to, to Ledbury this, this Sunday. Um, but when we were still in lockdown tier three, which before the BRC announcement come, I, I, I said to the wife, "I ain't going to go, obviously, because they ain't going to let me in." Yeah. Um, and then the BRC have made the uh, take the rules out where it's, it's, it's acceptable. But I've, I've made other plans, mate. So, and to be honest, in a way, it was quite kind of good to get an excuse not to go racing on the sixth of December in, at like two degrees. So. Nah, nah, that's brilliant. Oh, that's oh, yeah. I don't care. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. to be fair, you'd have to go and put up with Jake Guy. <laughs> you know, and all he's been doing is bragging out he was in tier two and could go racing. That's all he's done all week. Yeah. So well, we'd, we'd, we'd be the same though, wouldn't we? To be fair, uh, I would. I would. I don't think I would because like I know how gutted I was when I was. Just, I thought <laughs> I couldn't go racing. I was like. Oh, awesome! God. So good, good luck on Sunday, mate, and I, and, and I do hope it, it's dry. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll not, actually not have wet. a race report for next week when yeah. uh, when you ask. I'm Brilliant. not bothered whether it's wet. I love wet racing. Okay, so um, let's move on to the competition then. Yes. Uh, so who won? Nathan, who won Nathan's competition last week? Well, Nathan messaged me, um, and in true Nathan style, there was a. Uh, there was the pictures screenshotted from the Facebook posts and messaged to me and with a reason why he'd chosen those under each one. <laughs> so efficient. And we only asked for two, but he, I think he got down to about position number five. He was like yeah. ready to hand it out like an A final. <laughs> um, yeah, so the winner was Rob Hancock. So congratulations, Rob. Nice one, Rob. Um, yeah, the reason Nathan chose his was... It was all vintage, which you know is a big love of Nathan, including the pit box, which was like a proper old school wooden homemade one. Converted television. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like a proper. I'm looking at the picture, and it it looks like he's had a. Yeah, it's well good. It's as well built as some of the modern ones. You've got your power supply built into it. The drawers are there, and then you've got the big slot for the car underneath as well. Yeah, post the pictures on the wall, then when. You, yeah, yeah. yeah and, I will and what do. was and it was the sec- it was the the second place the second. one was Matt Downer, which was actually a nice shot of the um, the associated-based wheel speed buggy. Okay. Um, only problem is that yellow wheels. Oh, no. Oh. 
Okay. Make an executive decision and was too late to make an executive decision, mate, because you've already mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. So no, congratulations, Matt. But I'm not on your choice of wheels, mate. Sorry about that. I can't be. I can't be nice about that. But he said it wasn't staged. It was yeah. nice, real, as you'd see on a day race table. Cool. So you uh, two. So you two yeah. guys as winners, because uh, there's no. There is a first and second place, but there isn't really. Because all all you get this time is you get to go into the draw for for um, for, for the prize pack from Freddie Russell from FF Racing. Yeah. So so what, so what we're going to what's, what's your competition going to be? Because just listen, just so you know, this is Chris's idea. This competition every week. So it, it's his baby. What's what's your your Tony question um, going to be this year, this well, week? As you've probably guessed from the recording earlier, I spend probably most of my meetings <laughs> at the same meeting as Tone. And for a bloke who's so quick, his cars are literally just raced, unplug battery, chuck them in the boot, take them out at next meeting, drive them again. So today, I want this week, we want to see pictures of your cars in the dirtiest state, straight off. You know, when you've had them straight off the track, it's been raining, there's dirt on them or you've had your basher over the park and it's covered in mud because you've been driving it through the the puddles or whatever we want to see them in like proper this has just been ragged state cool so the messier the car the better and they and that's going to be same again yeah, two prizes two prizes sunday midday and i'll be at the track so for a change because tony will be there i might do a bit of a Facebook live. Um, depends on what the signal's like at Telford, because it's usually pretty bad. But if I can do a Facebook live, we might do a live reveal. Yeah. Um, depends what I can get on the mobile over there. Cool. That sounds pretty cool, mate. Yeah. Well, so we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Um, I think we might, might as well look at knocking it on the head now, mate. Yes, mate. It's been a, it's been a, a brief one, but an enjoyable one today. Cool. Well, guys, don't forget to like and share and to get yourself into a chance for the prize draw at Christmas so for some goodies from Schumacher and CML and whoever else we can get to throw some stuff into the pot um, Chris do you, want to, do you want to say thank you to the sponsors yeah as always a massive thank you to uh, Schumacher Racing over there um, Trish and the guys doing a great job on the tyres um, feel free to send some sets over we'll, we'll give them a thorough test and um, CML Distribution um, in Bromsgrove. That's Keith and Wes and all those guys. Keep up the good work, lads. We need a. Uh, we're gonna need some more AE bits now. I'm back on track breaking them. So. Perfect, man. Perfect. Um, don't forget to support your local shops. Yep. It doesn't change just because we're out of lockdown. They still need the support. Um, you can even go and buy tyres now and use them. So. Don't be, don't be uh, tight if you're thinking, oh, should I put that one set of freshies on for the final? Do it, then on Monday go and buy a new pair from the shop. Perfect. <laughs>